Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stock surge, Havens Retreat, Dow Industrials up 147 points, above 22,000 again at 22,005, up 7 tenths of 1%. The S&P 500 index up 25, higher by 1%. NASDAQ is up 82, that's a gain of 1.3%. So stocks are advancing as the prospect of war between the U.S. and North Korea appears to cool. We've We've got gold down 680 the ounce to 1283, down five tenths of one percent. West Texas Intermediate crude down 2.6 percent to 47 dollars 55 cents a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, it is 2:48 on Wall Street, 11:48 on the West Coast. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Justin Fox, a columnist for Bloomberg View. Remember when all the bees were dying? I do. So I was pleasantly surprised to come across a recent Bloomberg News headline that informed me that bees are bouncing back from colony collapse disorder. Colony collapse disorder entered the lexicon in 2006 when beekeepers began finding hives abandoned by their inhabitants but showing no other signs of distress. Beekeepers are in fact seeing fewer of these mysterious disappearances, but they're still losing about a third of their colonies every year to more familiar causes like disease, parasites, and starvation. Commercial beekeepers can get a new colony up and running within two months, so the overall number of colonies isn't dropping. Beekeepers' profits are, though. They blame a mix of culprits, but evidence is piling up that certain widely used pesticides, while they don't kill bees directly, have left them much weaker. I'm Justin Fox, a columnist for Bloomberg View. For more Bloomberg opinion and commentary, please go to BloombergView.com or View Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. And Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time also. Wall Street time, you ready? It's just Wall Street time. But across the country, you're at 540, 840, and 1148, all Wall Street time. We love it when he comes to town. Charles, Charles Doreen joins us right now. Man of how many Bloomberg screens, Charles? Uh, 12 screens. 12 Bloomberg screens are sitting in just, front just of Charles screens. right now. Just 12 screens. That's correct. Uh, he's a CEO. Talk, talk, about having, talk about having the best view possible I do on Bloomberg. There's no better view than 12 screens of Bloomberg. I would tell um, you that. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and let me let me just say, here's I have to say a disclaimer. The information that I use today comes from Bloomberg and other sources. And I want to thank all the people at Bloomberg for being so nice to me, particularly my good friend Chris Maloney, who runs a team for municipal stuff, municipal markets. And I'm quoting him a lot today. So there well, you are, Chris. What outside of please renew your uh, Bloomberg subscription? What would he be telling you right now about what you see in the or the ways? Well, let me ask you about this actually. The ways that you how what do you see with all the screens in the muni market that you might not be able to see otherwise? I you know I'm watching I'm watching Puerto Rico I'm watching Illinois I'm watching for I'm I'm looking for opportunity opportunity okay where is there opportunity in the muni market and to other markets as well I don't do only just munis but I'm always looking for opportunities so I've created I have about a hundred and fifty four buttons on my Bloomberg. Wow. You know, uh, for those who don't know, button Bloomberg, button. you sort of click the button and you, it takes you to uh, That's uh, right. it's particular a uh, 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 devices or things that will let you look at the stuff. 
That's correct. The shortcuts, so basically. I'm looking at lots of things because you never know where your best idea is going to come from next. So you have to look at a lot of material. And fortunately, this sounds like a commercial for Bloomberg, and you know what? It is. There's no finer thing. You know, I like to tell people I'm powered by Bloomberg, okay? So let's talk about Puerto Rico then for a second if we could. So uh, uh, one of my favorite non-Bloomberg sources of Puerto Rico information is the Twitter account of Kate Long. And Kate Long uh, follows this stuff. She's a a bond analyst, a muni's in in particular focus on Puerto Rico. And she points out that austerity is not going far enough. In her most recent tweet, she points out that uh, austere Puerto Rico, forget about it. Uh, she says, government entities issued 100, 317 contracts for advertising and PR in July alone and spent $112,000 for photographs of the governor's office. And so I wonder, when you look at those photographs of the governor's office for 117 grand and 317 contracts for advertising in Puerto Rico, if Puerto Rico munis uh, are still uh, imperiled by the lack of austerity in Puerto Rico. Well, I think there's a couple of things. If you look at the financial statements, they're improving every single month. And that's been going on for about the last 14 months. Uh, you know, right now they have uh, Judge Swain is running this thing. Barbara Hauser is the chief mediator. People are mediating. They're in, they have non-disclosure agreements. But there's meetings going on all day long. Nobody can talk about it. And so that's, that's kind of what's going on. And at some point, this thing will get solved. Uh, Judge Swain said on or before... December 15th, she wants the Cofinas and the GOs to come to some terms. So then she can work out everything else. But it's a, it's a tough situation, and we're watching that. Those those bonds, and I'm not recommending them, are trading for about 25 cents in the dollar on the Cofinas. The uh, GOs are a little bit below 60, and the uh, Prepas are around 57, 58. So there's uh, some very interesting things. The problem is nobody's getting paid because they're not paying interest at this time. Well, so, indeed, and... Uh, uh, the Puerto Rico uh, board uh, was requested someone named Martha Copas to assist in the mediation team, uh, and she's someone who's gone out in the past and said that uh, audited financials don't matter because they only look backwards, which seems like not the person you want, uh, uh, someone who's going to have to deal with audited financials. Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation, but there is light at the end of the tunnel because the economy is improving. And the, I guess the bad part about this is one group is saying that it's the end of the world, because they want to be a state. And, you know, the United States is not looking for any more states which are not really bringing anything, you know, to the table. We're looking for places want to be states who maybe bring something to the table. Not that we're looking for any states at all, but the point is the better you do, the much more, uh, the better chance that you have of becoming a state. And Puerto Rico has to get that into their head. That's an important thing. So, in the so, meantime, yeah, please. In the, in the meantime, I want to throw this in. And this is from Chris. No dog days of summer for municipals. The municipal market continues, uh, particularly municipal bond funds, continue to attract money. Uh, we had the, the biggest inflow last week of $631 million since since last June. And, and uh, you know, because of Korea and that situation, which I guess is no longer there today, it was big Thursday and Friday, but they're not even talking about it today. Um, interest rates have uh, come in in munis as well as on treasuries. That uh, 30-year muni is a 2.73, the 10 years a 1.87, and the 2 years 0.89. Now, if you, you, you may think, well, that, that's not very much, but at one point, that 2-year muni was down to 0.522, and the 10-year was a 1.4, and the 30-year was actually trading at about a 214. So they've moved up from their lows. I still think munis are a great investment 
for those people who are in high tax brackets. Well, I was going to say, is that, a, is, that a, is that a double or triple tax-free as well? No, it's, a, it's, a, it's not double. It's tax-free. Only in Puerto Rico do you get double tax-free or triple right. tax-free, depending on what you want. But, but generally speaking, in a tax-free bond fund, and they have tax-free bond funds have everything in them. They have some AMT bonds. They have some, you name it, they have it in it. It's a big stew. And, you know, some of those funds, uh, certainly not recommending them, but some of them yield over, you know, four and a half, five percent. And portfolio municipals should be in, <coughs> excuse me, high net worth people's portfolios. And the funds leverage up a little bit, so they get a little bit of higher return. And you can also reinvest your monthly income, reinvest it back into more shares. So the, thereby keeping a, even more tax free as the money grows. That that's right, and you're compounding it. So if you're getting five percent, you're compounding it. Well, it's that's not a bad thing to do. And it is tax-free. And, you know, the volatility of municipals is a lot less than the stock market. And so are the returns. But um, I would tell you, yeah, year-to-date, and this 15 is seconds, Charles. Out. Sure. Um, this year, treasuries, actually, munis year-to-date are up 4.87% versus treasuries up 26 So munis have definitely outperformed treasuries. Charles Duran, always a pleasure. Charles Duran, the CEO of Duran Wealth Management. Uh, glad to have you on. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson here in our AM 960 studios out over the San Francisco Bay. And this is Bloomberg.